How is everybody? Welcome, welcome to, to the talk back. Uh, my name is Vincent Williams and... Hey, my name is Len Webb. We are the Michelle Mission, Two Men, One Podcast, every black film ever made. Yes. Uh, we are available wherever you get podcasts. You'll find the Misho Mission, M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. Right, right. We'll do all that at the end, too. Okay. Well, we'll give them all the stuff. Well, okay. I'm sorry. All right, all right. I'm sorry. Thank you for the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. Yes. For, thank you for very much. Thank you, Jacob, for hosting us. Thank you. Thank you all for sticking around. So what so, so, so would you think? Of uh, Jordan Peele's Us. Jordan Peele's sophomore effort. What do you think? What do you think? You asking me? I'm, I'm asking you. If you will talk for a minute, then we'll get everybody else involved. My Opening first statements, thought, if you will. My first thought is that all of this could have been um, avoided if only there was good parenting. There was bad <laughs> parenting. Bad parenting. Yes, because every every parent knows that when if you're out with your kids. Yes. And you have to go to the bathroom. Yes. And you ask your little child whether or not they need to go to the bathroom, regardless of what they say. They actually need to use the bathroom. They need so to use the bathroom, so they go to the bathroom. That's what you took from this. <laughs> Take your child with you to the bathroom. Yes. It's not a bad message, actually. Well, I mean, it, it, it would have been avoided. Okay. Besides that, what would you, would you think? Oh. Um, it's a very interesting film. Yeah. It's yeah. a very interesting film. Film with a lot of great... Um, uh, uh, performances. It uh, evoked the 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 feel of like a nineteen seventies horror movie. Definitely, you definitely, know that's what definitely. I felt, especially from the beginning, right? With, with like the music and the chanting. And I mean, even the, the lighting. Yeah, 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 even the lighting very much felt like a seventies, you know, Amityville horror, right? Horror Salem's Lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, even to go back a little further, I. I, I Felt the tinge of Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's in some of the lighting. I don't know about Rosemary's Baby, but okay. No, I did. I mean, I think that that anxiety that you're talking about that comes from your child either being missing or, or your child being not your child. Okay. You know that feel felt a little Rosemary's Baby to me. Uh, my my uh, lady whispered in my ear. Had a feeling of the invasion of the body snatchers. Well, that was my other thing. Would would we call this horror? Because I got a science fiction feel, you, you know. I, I hear suspense over I here. Su suspense, you know, absolutely. But, but it really reminded me of, and Jordan Peele talked about the Twilight Zone episode that that he oh, about yeah. doppelgangers. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I very much got that invasion of the body snatchers, and especially, you know, to stick to what we were saying, the seventies one. Yeah. You know, the remake that was that's surprisingly good. Mm -hmm. But um, what were your thoughts of the movie, Vince? I liked it a lot. Yeah, you, you know, I liked it a lot. I, th I think it's a film we were talking before. You very much need to see it twice. Oh yeah, you very much need to see it twice. And and with this is my second time seeing it, and I'm you know I I just always admire the craft of mm -hmm. a well made film. Mm -hmm. And you know, going into it knowing about Red, and is it Adelaide? I couldn't quite get it. Adelaide. Adelaide. Right. There's so much that is seeded from the very beginning. Oh yeah. You know. Like the whole eleven eleven. I mean the whole eleven eleven, but but you know, even it 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 actually gave me a little chill that conversation that they had at the table where her daughter said she wanted she couldn't, you know, be an Olympic 
level athlete. Mm -hmm. And she said, when you put your mind to it, you can do anything you want. Oh, yeah. And knowing where that all, all that is coming from. So I thought that was, you know, the, the sort of genre bending is great. Per our own mission, we, you know, we do black films. I think the centering of a black family yes. in this really adds a different <laughs> color to it. Ha <laughs> When you're talking. I see what you did there. You know, you're talking about this horror film and, and that, you know, this family unit mm -hmm. that, you know, regardless of Red's origins and, and, you know, who is Red and who is Adelaide, really puts this film in a different part of a conversation when we're talking. But, but I, yeah. I liked about the family unit that they almost had like a, a sitcom vibe. You know, it was very, like, so very, very like, you know, with it, mother, you yeah. know, um, the father, he, he's a nice guy, but he's a little dude. He, he's a sitcom you know. doofus. Yeah, just he's yeah. A sitcom. Well, here's here's, you know, you know, obviously Jordan Peele's only had two movies. But I think when you when you think about Get Out, what I always think about Get Out is that that first scene with Daniel Kaloy in his apartment and they're playing Redbone. And mm. it's such a cool apartment. And after you watch it, what you realize is that this is the prize. Right. Like, this is the prize that the people want. Mm -hmm. The sitcom family, knowing that Adelaide is really a doppelganger. That's her prize. This is the prize. This is what she wanted. And, and you know, speaking of this being a black family and such an 80s influence, it's the Huxtables. Like she, I don't know about the Huxables, man. Well, I mean, you know, I think we don't. I, talk, I, don't, I don't know. You want to go Huxables? I think we don't want to. You know, obviously, we can't. You know, it has you brought it up. I ain't saying no. I mean, if you're talking about '80s families, if you're talking about a black family in the center of it, you're let's talking, go Family Matters. But it's not Family Matters because this is a child of the '80s. Okay. And you know, all of that, I thought, I, I thought he made such. A, a, a specific t determination to make this again the sitcommy family. Okay. Even after everything goes upside down. Right. You know, I think you know the thing that I kind of enjoy about Winston Duke is he's kind of Gabe throughout. Oh yeah, he's one hundred percent. You know, it's like the very last thing he says. He's looking at after all the horror and the murder, and he says it's like some kind of performance art. Yeah. And you know, it's like cut to commercial. Right, right, because so. the daughter gives him a little shade. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I enjoyed the movie. You know, for the most part, I'm not. I'm not. I... Okay, I wondered how I was going to do this. Right. Because I like aspects of the movie. I don't know if the movie landed with me all the way. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I liked what he was what he was going for. I liked um, I liked the whole. Subverting of the hands across America, yeah, as this big kumbaya moment for the country, you know that in in that respect, in '86, is seen as this this great you know great thing to bring us together. We're gonna right. hold hands, and Ronald Ronald Reagan's holding hands. Everybody's holding hands. Ah, you know, gets homelessness, and then when you see it now in present day. Obviously, it's a protest. Right, right, you right. Know, and I mean, even hands across America turned out to basically be a scam. Like all of the money vanished. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I, I I dug that aspect of it. Um, I I like I said I like the performances. Lupita Nyong'o is is just 
fabulous in the movie. Yeah. Winston Duke plays against against type. Elizabeth Moss, one of my favorite act- yeah, actresses. Yeah, yeah. She ki- she kills it. Tim um, Heidecker. Yeah. Who's usually a comedian. Yes. You know, brings that to it, but then that makes it even scarier. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, I I like I like that, but I just there's aspects about how the the story ties together at the end because at, at, at the end there, you know as usually happens in a horror film there has to be a, like a little bit of an exposition dump right you know right. to kind of like catch you up to tie some things tie up some uh, loose ends and I thought the way that that happened was maybe a little clunky I mean it made for some great imagery like that whole like one on one yeah with, and that close up yeah of, of red yeah, it was fantastic yeah. imagery but it's just it's something about the way that it, it, it wrapped up just felt a little forced to me, and I, it just it didn't. It, the, the landing didn't stick. I, okay. I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Okay. You know, other other than that, I you know I was okay with the movie, but you know. Okay. All right. That's me. But let's see what they thought. About. I was about to say, let's get some other people involved. And- you know, you if know, anybody has any questions yeah, or, or, or comments, comments or, about the about oh, the movie, there we go. we've got hey, a. We'll, I'll run a mic. Jacob's going to take the mic. Jacob, he, he's Jacob all his steps in tonight. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Taylor. Hello. Um, <laughs> so, we, my family, have watched this movie twice already, and a lot of the feelings that we got from it were talking about classism and how mm-hmm. it, regardless of your situation, if you are put into a world where you have this great, beautiful family and you have this great, um, beautiful life, then you can rise above. Right. Um, and then how even if you are, like, and how easily, though, that can be switched on your head, mm-hmm. <laughs> thrown into this opposite world. And, yeah. I agree. I, I mean, you know, I think class is all over this thing. I mean, you know, the, what's the line that everybody, it's, it's like the line of dialogue that launched a thousand think pieces. We're Americans. We're Americans. And, you know, what all does that mean about, you know, coming up? Right. And, and you know, as you said, the difference between you and someone else's circumstance is 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 options, is education. Yeah. And, and in this case, even that can be taken away from you. Right. And you find yourself somewhere else. So, so yeah, that's, his, you know, I, I think that's another thing. It, it's sort of like get out. You know, I like the fact that you can peel this thing back mm-hmm. as little or as much as you want. That's true. Because, you know, I think it does just work as kind of a straight thriller with the twist. But it's there if you want it. Yeah, you if you want this, to get down yeah, to the meat stuff. Yeah, yeah, there's meat there. I'm not going to lie. There's meat there. Yeah. Um, so... I wasn't thinking that deep, uh, but I was just scared. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know, for me, I mean, a couple of different things. You know, it had its point. It's a thrill with the twist at the end. And to be honest, the twist was the best part of the movie. Mm. However, I think there were too many gaps to explain the process along the way, which I think by the time it got to the end, it felt kind of rushed. Right, right. Um, the comic relief, nerdy comic relief, was kind of like at the inappropriate times and it just left me dry and then there were some lulls in it where I was I got what they were trying to do build that suspense mm-hmm. but that lull left me hanging to the point where I probably was going to take a nap oh mm-hmm. ooh. Ooh. and was this your first time seeing it this is my first time 
first time seeing it, you guys said see it again. I get some of the subliminals, right. but I and of course Get Out, you know, you kind of got that, and it right. was shocking. It was intriguing and mentally captured, captured me. And I get the little the subliminals here, but I think there were trying. It was too many subliminals, and yet at the same time, there were gaps in trying to pull the storyline together. Right, which right. <laughs> threw it off a bit to me. I was so scared the first time I didn't notice the gaps. That's why I asked, because because I was actually scared the first time I saw it. Really? Like it was so the, the thrilling and the suspense and, uh-huh. and yeah, I thought it was somewhat predictable though. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. really. I wasn't. I wasn't scared. I I didn't. Uh, I, I thought Winston Duke was going to die. I thought he was going to die, but I wasn't scared about it. I mean, I, I wanted the family to be the... Yeah, okay, no. whatever. Um, to speak to about humor in the inappropriate spaces, um, uh, my lady can attest that I, I'm, I'm a master of that. Uh, I love making, making a joke when um, apparently she has no need for it. And um, <laughs> that, that, that accounts for the lumps upside my head a couple of times. Um, but I felt that sometimes in the movie. Um, but I guess maybe because of our own... Uh, interplay that felt a little realistic to me. However, I do feel you that there were some moments where it just was trying to be pacing for pacing's sake. Mm-hmm. And it's just like way too slow. And then the one thing that really, really bothered me, I'm not going to lie, he goes out to see the family. He's like, hey, get yourself off my property. Right. right? And then he goes back in the house. Right. And now he's going to come back out. I'm like, yeah, that did, that just didn't ring true to me. Like, well, he sitcom dad. Okay, but that felt like a sitcom moment, right. you know. And I thought that contrasted well with Adelaide. Like she was on deck. Like she was getting ready. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's sort of bumbly, fumbly. No, I understand character wise, yeah. but I'm talking about movie wise, right. movie making wise, the uh, story wise, the idea of him going out there twice. Going out yeah. and coming back, and then going then back, going out, back right, out because that's, he's starting to take it seriously. Yeah, that just it. I, I thought that, like you said, I thought that was perfectly his character. Well, you were scared. So well, that's, you're coming thing, from a place of fright. Well, the other thing is he's not. He's not understanding what's going on. Oh, okay. And, you know, I, I I I don't agree. I see four shadows in my walkway. I yeah. understand that that's going on, and y'all need to move. Right. Right. And the first thing I'm doing is turning on the light outside. Well, the lights are out. They cut the power. They cut the power out. That's why they couldn't turn on the light. Exactly. <sighs> yes. So I haven't decided yet if I'm a hardcore Jordan Hill fan. Get Out was good, different, had you thinking, but I still don't know that I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was kind of interesting to watch the whole thing because at the end, you then some of the things made sense. Like we were yelling at her, why are you going out to the girl? Well, she was going out to the girl because she had empathy for the girl. Right, right. Like she had a connection with them that we, the audience, is completely unaware of at the time. Mm. So um, the end kind of made a ton of things make sense, mm. which is why I think you're, you're saying seeing it a second time would probably, you're just looking at it from a different lens with some different information. Right. Because all through it, you're thinking that that's stupid or that's, the, you know, but it's just her connection with that underworld, so she she has a different relationship or empathy with with them, or and, and also knowing like I think the other side is I'm trying to protect what I got too because I'm not trying to go back right to that sure. exactly either. So I have empathy because I get it, but I'm trying to protect what I got because I got a good thing better than what that is. And I did what I had to do to get it. Correct. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, she did what she had to do. Um, you get a clue 
into her connection into that world when she has to kill that second twin yeah in, in uh-huh. the kitchen That's and right. when she's when she actually is killing her she is making those Gretel noises. That's the first time. You do hear a little, you hear little grunt. It, That's at right. first, you she sure slashes do. down, and you're not sure whether or not it's her or the girl getting smashed. But right. then she kind of like just... Rrr, rrr. And, and that's when her uh, her son right. is looking at her like... Yep. It doesn't seem like mom who cuts the corners off my sandwich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think going back to your statement about like how the dad would back out twice... I think there were a lot of comparisons between the black family and the white family, obviously. Mm-hmm. He came out twice. The first time he came out kind of really friendly, nice, like, hey, it would be great if you guys get off my property. Is anything wrong, you know? He comes back out with a bag and he's, he starts talking different. He starts talking differently, if you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he got some bass in his voice. Yeah. Right, right. He said it with his chest. The police, the day about to come out, you know, like he's acting a little bit more black, so to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot of comparisons between, I think the last thing was Wilson, whatever, and the white family, where the black family, you know, all throughout the movie, you could tell that uh, um, Duke, that Winston Duke, that he wanted to be the white family. You know, he got his boat. That's and true. And like, oh, right, right. he has a nice car, too. We don't have a car. You know, like, he's trying to be that picturesque, all-American family, always trying to compete with the white family that they're friends with. Um, but then I think it's interesting, of course, that uh, going back to what you said in the front about the subliminal, subliminal messages. I think that those messages actually did connect all the gaps. And like I said, this is my second time seeing it, so it's a little bit different, of course. But just like the message of like on, on the beach, how the dad, his shirt said fragile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that family gets wiped out in two seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whereas the Peter's family, they, you know, obviously they're still living throughout the whole movie. So I mean, I think that there's a lot of comparisons there between like what is the all-American dream. You see the wife of the white family talking about her plastic surgery. You know, a little bit goes a long way. Oh, Lupita, you have great skin. There's nothing wrong with you. And then you see her doppelganger later on cutting her own face. Yes, right. Yes. Mimicking, you know, plastic surgery that a lot of women go through. So I think um, that those subliminal little, you know, kind of scenes you see, they might seem confusing, but I do think that they bridge the gaps that do progress the movie all the way through. All right. There you go. She explained it. Um, Hey, there you go. Bridge the gap. She bridged the gap. All right. Uh oh. Speaking of bridging the gap, um, <laughs> transitional word, right? Um, speaking of bridging the gap, I was just sitting here saying it. They spent more time building that underground world, adding it, adding that into the element mm. more in terms uh, instead of those laws that space mm. that drag on space. I think it would have probably added a little bit more suspense, take out a little bit, you know, less of the nerdy comic relief, which kind of took away from the suspense, to build that up a little bit more. Right, right. Um, I think it added an element more of uh, suspense, and it really made it a thriller, because it just didn't seem like a thriller to me. I could see that. However, I do like the idea that the story is told pretty much from the family's point of view. Right, The family's point of view, you know, outside of, you know, Adelaide slash Red, would not know about all the tunnels and everything underneath there. So I kind of like that idea. And when you think about the best horror movies, that's usually what it is. It usually is from one person's point of view. I did feel that watching this, that there was enough meat in here for this to be a series as opposed to a movie. Right. Not knocking it as a movie. No, no, no. But there's enough for it to be 
like if this was a series or maybe this is the beginning of a series Almost of movies. Almost like Cloverfield. Right. I mean, because, you know, yeah. this this universe, you know, the tethered are here. Right. So it's real. So you could be re- revisit this universe and um there's a, there's a lot there's a lot like I said there's a lot of meat on the bones. Also, I didn't want them to spend but so much time with the logistics of the underground. Yeah, maybe because that. if you think of like like you start it, thinking about it, if it's best not to think about it because it falls apart. Yeah, almost immediately. Like it makes no sense. Right. So it's like okay, this is it. Now let's do some other stuff. Yeah. Don't look over here too closely. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because now I'm wondering how like they made the fake thriller shirt for her and. Then she switched the thriller shirt and yeah, yeah. See that, that right. See so you think you start see, thinking about it too. I much. didn't want to bring that up. Right, right. No, no, no. But I think that's a choice where where Jordan Peele knows you can't look at it, but so closely. Yeah, because she had the fake thriller shirt, but they had a hands off across America shirt. See, exactly. So that's where I was. So with that right. We, let's not go down that road. There's the underground. We all have doppelgangers, and somehow they all look like us. And Somehow they have clothes that kind of look like ours too, because yes, they have underground sweatshops that make underground clothes. See, it falls apart pretty quickly. Yes, Vince. Yes. Hi. Um, Hello. Hi. I guess the thought I had about the humor, just personally, um, I think that made the twist all the more effective at the end. Because mm-hmm. at the end, it sort of seems like everything's going to be okay. They beat all the bad guys. They're driving away in their ambulance. Like, they're going to be fine. So I was like, like okay, this is going to be one of those horror movies that has a happy-ish ending. Mm-hmm. And then it's right. the twist. And then I was like, ah. Yeah. And that's what I love about Jordan Peele so much as a filmmaker. Like, so much horror, it just, like, hits you all at once. And, like, organs getting ripped out and... Stuff like that, but Jordan Peele's all about like the disturbing, like making you feel sick, and it stays with you, and it's so much more powerful at the end of the day. So yeah, I can't wait to see what he does next. It's it's funny if you look at old episodes of Key and Peele, mm-hmm. and and especially the Halloween episodes, he really does have the language of horror films, and you know he's a student of horror. You know we just talked about like seventies horror, eighties yep. horror. And he does kind of have that tone yeah. down pat. Now, I will have to say, just just pro tip, anytime someone references Thriller, there's going to be a twist. Like, as soon as she had on the Thriller t-shirt, I said, oh, yeah, yeah, something's going, like, there's going to be some flipperoo. And then when she went into the forest, right. I said, oh, it's a changeling. Yeah. So, like, I never figured this stuff out. I figured this out immediately. And you were happy. I was happy. Well, you were I, happy yeah, I, I said, oh, that's that's the doppelganger. Yeah. Okay. So, And yet you were still scared. And yet I was still scared. See, that's how well it worked. Also, I'm a scaredy cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, one, one point that I felt, or one part of the film that I thought was really interesting is when um, Adelaide kind of lashes out at her family, specifically her husband, and says, like, I'm in charge now. You know, because it made me yeah, like think about yeah. it really until the end, and you see exactly how pow- powerful and intelligent Red is. Yes. You yeah. know, despite all the hardships that she's obviously gone through being stuck in this kind of underground hell world, mm-hmm. like she's managed to create an insurrection that's like nations, seemingly nationwide, you know, right. like yeah. these people who've been trapped 
And mm-hmm. she's like freed everyone in a way and kind of started this whole movement. Yeah. And while it's like horrifying to think of this movement because obviously they're above ground killing people, it's like that it's at the same time it's a it is sort of a form of liberation. And so seeing how powerful Red is and then you kinda of get the sense that because of that tethered dynamic, you know, Adelaide hasn't perhaps had much power or much of like she has a good life in many ways, but she's also sort of trapped because she's always worried about her double coming and getting her, and she's worried. She seems to not have as much control of the dynamic, and I think that maybe when she lashes out, it was sort of telling to me that like, oh, maybe that's something that um, Red has. Kind of, I don't know. That, that was her moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I think I think that's the part that interests me the most. Quite yeah. honestly, you, you know, I think. Again, I think there's all of these, you know, sort of social issues and, and you know, it's, it's all this commentary on race and class and everything that we've talked about. But I really am drawn to these two characters for the reasons that you said and, and this this connection that they have. Right. And 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 it really is about perspective where where again is read the villain. Mm-hmm. But then as Adelaide, like Adelaide did what she was supposed to do, and you know, she said we're Americans, but I mean, Adelaide did what what they tell us to do: do what you have to do. That's right. You know, to get what you need to get. That's right. That's so what did. I didn't like that she kept getting caught. Who um, Adelaide? Yeah, well, like she like Red comes in and tells her to tether herself to the to the table. All right, tether herself to the table. She doesn't know what's going on. You know, oh, so, she knows what's going on. Okay, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I dug that, right? But then she goes to the to the to the other house. Right, gets pulled in. And she gets pulled in, and then she's she's tethered again. Yeah. yeah. That's what kept bothering. Like when they started like naming their kills, I was like, yeah, Adelaide, you need to slow up, slow up, sister. Right, right. Because you just she kept getting caught. I didn't I, I didn't dig that. I didn't like it. I think she wanted to be sitcom. Do you think that's sitcom getting caught? Well, you know, being sort of innocent and... and, and ah, no. You know, and, no. and, you know, as the film goes on, she becomes herself. And then that's the other thing that didn't track to me. Now, and maybe you can explain this. And I, I, This is what Vince does. He explains movies to me. There you so, go. Like, it's my job. Like, the, the, the friends is doppelgangers. Yes. They kill them quick. Quick. Zoom, zoom. Right. They're dead, right? Then they pull in Adelaide. Yes. They lock Adelaide up. They don't kill her because right that, away. Because that's not their job. That's Red's kill. Ah. And Red's in charge, so they don't know why she escaped, but, but this is Red's kill. But she was ready to kill her daughter. Well, that's not Adelaide. Like, Adelaide is the prize. Okay. Because Red was saying, you, you know, you got to imagine when Red is training them, this is the prize. Right. This is mine. Okay. So, you know. But see, but you're saying you got to imagine. I, I mean, she was ready to kill her daughter. Well, you know, this is a, what, what is a collateral damage. Okay. So, all right. That's so, what I got. Just say, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't think anyone was allowed to kill Adelaide but Red. I agree. I agree. And I actually thought your point was interesting. I thought they both were powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Red was powerful to survive. Um, after being kind of in the real world to go into the underworld and survive and get them all to 
um, basically follow her. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was extremely powerful. And then obviously Adelaide comes from the un underworld and acclimates yeah. and adjusts and is able to survive. So I thought they both, you know, kind of after I saw the whole thing, saw it, they, were, they both survived and were both very, very um, powerful. And then the other piece was, to some extent, it, like that's her family. So even though Adelaide is technically red, though that's her family. So it, I think someone said something about, they're like, oh man, but that's her family. It just isn't who we thought it was, and she unfortunately, you know, killed the original, Adelaide, right. if you will. Right. But um, I thought that they were both very, very powerful in different ways. Okay. Can I throw out the bows? Have you all heard heard the bananas theory? Have you have you all heard the the buck wild crazy theory? Jason and Pluto traded places too. Who heard it? You heard that? It doesn't really hold up. Yeah, that's the theory burning up the interwebs. Yeah, that makes no sense. I mean, that's just what they said. I just figured I'd, I'd throw that out there. No. They could have made because his face was all burnt. Well, they said that there's reference to a few years ago when they were there and he locked himself in. There's, you know, there's a little. I think I don't think it's enough there for it to hold up. No, no. That's just, that was what, just in the that's what the kids are talking about. Yeah. So I, I totally think the movie was hugely. I okay. think that um, he uses a medium of the thriller to kind of like get his point where people can bring people in, they're going to get scared, but I think the whole movie was really a political statement. I thought that Red's monologue was brilliant, and maybe because I've heard it the second time where she contrasts what her life was down below mm -hmm. and what her life was above. And it was totally about class. It was totally about, like, but by the grace of God go I. Mm -hmm. so you have the Jeremiah 11, 11, because that person guides the one girl up, and Jeremiah 11, 11 was when she was going back down. Right. So I think that, like, all the little plot points of, like, well, you know, this and that, and, like, comic relief, I think, like I said, that's really, he does a good job of, like I said, making sure you stay on point so he can make his point. So that, that's one thing that, that I thought, because I, I was reading the internet, people was wondering about the red suits. Well, maybe, you know, they were wondering about the scissors. That, any horror movie has plot holes. Right. Major plot holes. In fact, when you look at these movies where you have, like, people, usually white folks, going into the woods in a dark house, I mean, how many times have we said, how dumb is that? You know, so I, I think that that's to make us all laugh and feel good. But, I mean, well, you know, I'm a gynecologist, so when she, I was struck by when she was talking about her deliveries. So, you know, mm. Girl, you know, that's kind of like a maniac. And the, what, what, what she was really saying, her deliveries were difficult. She's right. down there, and you got this little boy where up, up above, she had a C-section for him. So it right. comes out great. The, the, you know, basically you have a C-section that she had to do herself, and this boy comes out damaged. So I just sort of thought that it was just a brilliant movie. I love I loved Peel. I think it's amazing. And I hope everybody sees the movie. All right. Well, it's made a lot of money, so I think, I think a, a lot of people are seeing the movie. And... Everybody in here has seen this movie, I think. Unless, like, you came just for us, which, thank you. Kind of weird, but thank you. It's not weird. I mean, it's weird if, like, you haven't seen us, and then you came just to hear us talk. I would come see you, Vince. Oh, that's nice. Hi, I'm curious, why, why does the family survive? And are they the only ones who survive? Why do they get to drive off? Um, and does it have to do because um, Adelaide's with them? She... Them somehow? Is she going to turn on them? 
Well, I think it's safe to say that there are other survivors. Somebody is flying the helicopters. Right, right. So there are other survivors. Um, why did they specifically survive? Probably because of Adelaide slash Red or just because of their intestinal fortitude that they, I mean, let's call it what it is. Gabe, the father, he got lucky with the first kill. He should have been dead. Right. Right. He should have, he, he should have been dead. Um, the 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 two children who were, were great in the movie another great big yeah they were great um but they you know you know rashes themselves up by by grace of their their upbringing um i think in that scenario where you have those two families there were the family that was the family that was built for quote unquote right. The apocalypse, right? As opposed to the family that really didn't like each other, was always plotting on killing her husband, right? You know, um, and and disassociated kids. So, in that mix, I could see them see them surviving. And you have, and like I said, you have to imagine there are other survivors all over the place right, because right. the news is still going out, right? Right. You know, so it, it's not totally the apocalypse yet, but it's coming because they've got. The red across America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hands across America. Okay. Uh, Oh. Uh, No, sorry. No, no, no. It's Taylor. Hi. Hi. So uh, one thing that really got to me was when they started, not exactly when the girl started like laughing, but she was really happy after she killed the two twins. Yeah. And part of that I felt was because the twins did like snub her.
for the mm -hmm. most part. A lot of the people that were lined up in that red, I guess, uh, demonstration wall, whatever, across the nation, there were a lot of white faces I saw in that red line. Right. By everybody else. But I think it just goes back to um, just kind of showing who's resilient, kind of going back to, you know, I guess, I don't know, culturally, who can kind of really take a lot of stuff but still come up above even though so much has been put down onto them as a race or as a class, honestly. That's my opinion that. Did anyone notice that, you know, they drove off in, the, in an ambulance? And it was an ambulance that the young boy would stick in the door to keep the door open. Oh, very nice. That was a good catch. That was a good catch. Let me show Mission. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Catching details. <laughs> I'm sorry? Yes, right, 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 right. Because he killed his doppelganger early. Like, and so that was him standing, you know, getting ready. Mm -hmm. I think there's something to be said about race and post-apocalyptic movies. And, and I know you and I have talked about The Walking Dead and how it drives me crazy how many white people are in Atlanta. <laughs> the Atlanta area in The Walking Dead. And it's like, what the hell, man? So, you, you know, I certainly think that there's something there. There's something there, and it's like you kind of take that and you contrast it to, you know, I don't know if anybody remembers that. How long has it been on now? Eight years? The Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah, at least. Like eight years. Like eight years ago, it was like a million people writing about, what's the guy? What's the guy's name with the with the crossbow? Oh, Daryl. Daryl. Like all the Daryl pieces, and, you know, it was all this romanticism about these, you know, backwoods white guys who are going to be ready for the apocalypse and this, that, and the other. And, you know, it is like, all right, you know, good luck with that. But if it goes down, I need to be with some folks who deal with apocalyptic situations all the time. Need to be with Adelaide. Right, right. Yeah, get that. <laughs> North Philly somewhere. Like, you know, people who really deal with stuff. So. I got to be North Philly. I'm just, just pick West Philly. Born and raised. <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, can we plug now? Now we can plug. Okay. Plug away. Um, thank you. Thank you for, for, yes. for sitting. Um, as I said, we are the Me Show Mission. Two men, one podcast. Every black film ever made. Every Wednesday on the podcatcher of your choice, you can catch our latest shows. Uh, we just finished doing, if you want to listen to our past shows, we just did last week the color purple. Just did the color purple. With uh, Philadelphia news reporter Denise James. Um, before that, we did What's Love Got to Do With It. Yep. We did Lady Sings the Blues. Mm, small 70s film, Black Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We did. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, Black Girl. But well, we've got a hundred and. Over 150 episodes up there. 150 episodes. We've been rocking and rolling. So. Um, and all during April, we're going to be doing black sci fi films. Yes. So uh, check us out. You can uh, go to michellemission.com for podcaster of your choice. And check us out. We holla, holla, holla. Yes. That's it. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jacob Brimar, Film Institute. Let me give one more shout out, too, which is we, we're not going to release our summer schedule for about another month. Uh, but once that comes out, we're going to be doing a screening with these gentlemen on uh, August 22nd of the amazing Charles Burnett film, To Sleep With Anger. So 
you know, stay tuned. It's oh, a yeah, good one. Again, guys. You've never seen it. Yeah. So thank you.